and we are live for week three. What's going no pun on? Unintended. Right. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Gracie? Howdy. Howdy, Just, howdy. Uh, I'm still in dad mode, so I got to rest well, this week and then I'm off for a week. There we go. <laughs> We still don't know what the difference is going to be between dad mode and undad mode, but we will find out. I don't know. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, your album 5V turned 20? Did it? So, I yeah. Know. I guess it came out in 2001. We're in 2023. So what's that, 22 years? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it came out like a week or two after 9-11, yeah. Yeah. I um I somebody had posted uh you know it was the birthday of V yesterday so I was going through checking it out and kind of uh you know you guys didn't write it for um you know 911 but Overcome was on that album and really I, I don't know if you guys did it or if somebody else uh went through and did it but they had like pictures of 911 going on and then just Overcome playing and just kind of all these crazy pictures of 911 and us cleaning up and everything. We, yeah, got, we did not do that. That was like a spontaneous thing, and it was pretty wild. It got played on VH1 and a lot during that whole time. All over. I mean, yeah, it was wild. And and everybody who heard it was like, "Wow, they wrote this song for it because it fit perfectly with yeah. uh, what was going on." We were all overcome with with feelings, emotions, yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, that, that was all. I mean, obviously, Ed wrote that whole thing, and. He put that together, and then we we had a, a whole a full band version that we did that we recorded, but we didn't put it on the record that way. But yeah, it's a beautiful thing, beautiful. Yeah, I remember because um, you guys didn't do that many concerts in 1998. I happened to go to one at Stone Pony, which was dope. And uh, yeah, you did a full band version of Overcome, and it was like yeah. an acoustic guitar and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you still got the same sentiment and stuff, but that that piano just added like another layer of emotion to it, which was cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny. We we were, went on and did some touring right right after that happened. Up in we went to Canada. I remember flying to Canada, and there was nobody on the planes. It was freaking oh, wild. Right. No one in the airports. And we went up and did so, I think some promotional stuff, maybe a show or two in Canada. And that was wild. Just, just travel around that time. What was what's your favorite country to perform in besides uh, the United States? Probably Australia. Yeah, and you guys. Netherlands. Are yeah, Australia and Netherlands. I mean, they love us. Netherlands. That's uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam is the capital city. Yes. Now, <laughs> I've never been, but how cool is? Uh, and don't mind me if I sound congested. I'm 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 a little sick today. That's all right. My son's homesick downstairs. The giant. The giant boy. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's taller than me now, but yeah, he's, he's downstairs sick. Um, Amsterdam is a freaking cool city. I've, I mean, we've, I, we've been there so many freaking times. It's like lost its kind of sheen for me. So I'm like, oh, okay, Amsterdam. But, uh, it's, it's a great place. I mean, if you have the chance to visit, obviously go. You, I don't, I don't smoke weed, but like the the, the cannabis cafes and stuff are yeah. great. And like, if you know, if you want to do this, you can walk around the red light district. That's pretty wild. But the whole city's just true that they're that they're just hookers like in a window, and you walk by and you can kind of be like, oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, wow. it's on display. 
And it's literally have red lights around the windows in this red light district. Red There's light. a few of those in Europe. So, but Amsterdam is pretty big and, and it's interesting to see. Yeah. They're just standing there and you can walk in if you want and have your yep. way. I mean, as it should be. I mean, if, if, if people are willing to sell their bodies and people are willing to pay for it, I don't see what the issue is as long oh, as. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with it. No problem. You know? with it. I was, every time I was there, I was married. So I haven't been back since I've oh. not been married. Oh. Well, then you got to get your ass back there. Santa Parte. <laughs> yeah. Or are, are drugs legal there or is just marijuana legal there? Like I've seen. Well, marijuana is not even legal there. It's tolerated. Everything is basically tolerated there. Oh. And that could have changed, but I know for the longest time we were going, that that was always kind of the rule. It's tolerated. Oh, it was wow. not legal. And. But yeah, I mean, you walk around, you walk down the streets and you have people running up to you going, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. And you're like, that's cocaine. Ah, I thought that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw, I don't know if it was real or not, but somebody, I guess, went to Amsterdam and brought back a menu from one of those cafe places. And it had heroin on there, cocaine, mushrooms. Mm. And I didn't know if that was real or if that was like, is, are all the drugs tolerated like pot over I, there? I Where think so. Most of them, I'm, but I, I, I don't know. I've never seen the menu with that stuff on it, but it could exist. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of uh, out there and progressive. We're going to have to get some Dutchie fans to call in and talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give us the real deal. That's a good idea for all you uh, Australia or Australia Amsterdam fans out there. Uh, let us know, man. Is it is it legal? Is it just uh, okay? Is it bullshit? What I saw? Let me know. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, now I'm like three episodes into that painkiller uh, docu series. I guess that's what you oh, call. Yeah. It. Jesus, man! I I cannot believe that um, th this this shit went down the way it didn't and they almost got away with it but i'm hearing that before this painkiller came out that the sackler family basically uh said they're going to pay six billion dollars and then they're they cannot be can cannot you know come after for um civil or criminal charges after that six billion is paid but right. supposedly after they put out painkiller uh, whoever saw it and put the gabash on that, and that's no longer the case. And I guess they're coming after more money or maybe criminal charges. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, th I think uh, Peter Berg was talking about it on Joe Rogan's. He said that the a judge, I don't know if the judge in the exact case, he they put a stop to the settlement and said, no, 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 hold on, a minute. we got to look into this further and see if there's more damages and you know possible criminal charges. That would be the way to make sure shit like this doesn't happen again. I mean, then these you people. Think, you hope so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they're facing criminal charges, you would then think they would think at least twice about doing something similar or, you know, possibly even worse. Oh, yeah. Because right now, all the large pharmaceutical companies, they bake in lawsuits into their profits. They know they're right. going to get sued when a drug kills somebody or maims somebody. And uh, so they, they, it's like baked, it's literally baked into their profits. They go, okay, we're probably going to get sued on this. So here we go. It doesn't matter how many people we kill. We'll just pay, pay a fine and go, go about our business. Yeah. As long Jacked. as we make more than we have to pay out. Right. So matter. if you, if you start, if, if there's a precedent set where criminal charges can be filed, that would be <laughs> good news for all of us. 
Absolutely. Um, because are the Sacklers still like coming up with shit? Like I would think like after something like this, they would like settle like into the sunset and not be heard of again. Like are there, are they still brazen enough to be making new medicine and to fucking, uh, you know, try and come out with some more shit. I'm not sure what they're doing. I have no idea. I think oxy cotton was kind of their only thing. So I'm not sure. They're probably right, coming up that, with something. Before that, they had the MS cotton, and this was just the rebranding of it. Right. And the cotton was the coating that was on the ah. on the tablets, apparently. That's, that's what uh, Peter Berg said, and I think they mentioned that in the yeah. docu-series somewhere. Which that coating is funny. So uh, watching it, so I guess the dosage was every eight hours they would prescribe it. And... Of course, the coating was wearing off before the eight hours, and they would have to take more in between. Um, and if they were showing signs of addiction, it was just pseudo addiction, and all you have to do is, you know, amp up the dosage and the go from forty milligrams to eighty milligrams every eight hours. Right. But, but that coating is funny. I mean, I know tons of people who I guess they fixed it somewhere along the line, but they would just suck off the coating, you crush it up, and then you do what you got to do. And basically, yeah. instead of time-released heroin, you got instant heroin. Well, it's uh, the coating, and then your body just gets used to, you know, the dose you're taking. And then you got to take more to get that same feeling or close to the same feeling. Well, yeah, isn't it crazy? So there's something called, I guess, opioid receptors that your body has. And then, like you said, you build tolerance, and then you need more and more. But there's a way to shut them off or something like with, um, sub suboxone or something, um, where you take that like right as you're starting to go into withdrawal, and I guess it blocks those receptors so you don't feel it, which is kind of weird to me that you know the um I guess the physical addiction part of it is that simple to where you just block those receptors from, and you're no longer you know in withdrawal. I I am is what I'm gathering from hearing about that. Yeah. Stuff. I think you're right about that. It's, I think it's like Suboxone or something like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it does something to stop withdrawal, I think, but I don't know. And then and then once you're off of it, then it puts you on methadone, which is an artificial. It's more addicting. And I heard it's more addicting. Yeah, I don't know. Because like the shelf life on it, so, so the half-life on it, I'm sorry, the half-life on it is uh, longer. So in other words, for something to go into your system and out, let's just say heroin needs... 24 hours for it that is like 72 hours from after you take it so it it prolongs uh how long it stays in your system and then how long it takes to 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 leave your system and supposedly the uh addiction to methadone is a much harder addiction to kick than heroin and <laughs> lovely it it is crazy <laughs> And I don't get people who go from doing heroin to methadone because that shit still fucks you up. Supposedly, the Suboxone doesn't, and it makes it to where you can't do opiates. In other words, if you're on the Suboxone and then you go to take the opiates, since it blocks those receptors, you don't feel the high. Mm. And then if you don't feel the high, people are doing more and more to finally feel the high. And once they took enough to feel it, they're OD'd because... They took so much. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. 
it normally would just say, you know, don't do drugs, kids. But that's what's so insidious about OxyContin is that doctors are prescribing it. Like, oh, yeah, you got to take this. Oh, right. here's a higher dose. Take this. Take more. Take more. It's like, fuck. And with so no game plan to get anybody off, like, they, you know, so in other words, once we figured out how bad it was and they were starting to slow the prescriptions down, uh, they weren't really worried about the people that they've already caused these addictions to. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, you know, they were calling them abusers and like basically blaming them. Right. It's <laughs> the Sacklers that is the like Purdue, yeah. the company was like they're wow. drug addicts already. They had nothing to yeah. do with our drugs. It's they were already drug addicts. It's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. The fact that we're in this lovely um, you know, the, the best country in the world and shit like that can happen is crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like well, Hopefully they got our back so it doesn't happen again. But I mean, well, the you know the FDA is a flawed institution. I mean, they 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 tell you basically how they got the drug to be, uh, you know, okay by the FDA. It's accepted by the FDA. It's it's believed not to cause addiction. Right. That, yeah. And this one guy they put in a hotel room for two days all of a right. sudden comes out and and he's it's just one guy. It's not a committee. It's one guy who had to approve this. And they just badgered him until he, and then put him in a hotel room. No one knows what happens in, in the hotel room. Right. And he comes out and comes up with that language. And then it's also approved by the FDA. And it's like, oh, okay. That's how this works. Well, the FDA right. process is, is generally pretty fucked too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the fact that that slipped through, but also um, the fact that, uh, hold on, I'm getting a call. Uh, if you're listening out there, call me back in about 10 minutes. Um, well, the uh, FDA allows like 15,000 additives into our food that they don't have, that's not listed, they don't have to be listed. They allow red dye number 40, like, which is horrible for you and for your kids and all these dye, all these food dyes that are just disgusting and banned in every other country. Right. Just, oh, yeah, no problem. High like fructose corn syrup, let's not get started on that. Heinz ketchup in the United States versus Heinz ketchup in Europe is completely mm -hmm. different as far as preservatives go. Oh, and yeah. all that stuff. And real sugar over there. Yeah. Right. Why are they ahead of that curve, you know, and more into, you know, what's going into their citizens' food than we are? I mean, we're. Good it's, question. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I think it's. I think it's, you know, the, I think the food industry is in bed with the, the pharmaceutical industry. It's like the food makes you sick and here's the drug to, to uh, right. make you feel better, but it doesn't cure you because the food is making you sick. And like this big cycle of bullshit. Well, the, the fact that, you know, the food groups or whatever, the pyramid and stuff, that they got like sugar to be on there as a necessary part of what we should take is crazy. Oh yeah, no? they released some food. Yeah, I guess recently the government released some food pyramid or something, and, and it was like breakfast sugar, sugary breakfast cereals are better for you than than beef. Yeah, or eggs. It's like what? Yeah, what? what the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. I remember when I my uh, I used to eat. Oh, I still do, but basically trying to eat organic as much as possible, and I was doing it before it was cool. Whatever, not, right, not, to, right. to, not to say I was cool or whatever, but just I was because I knew what was in. Cool. We read this book. My ex and I read this book when we were together, and it's you know talked about all the food additives and the FDA process, and we we're like, fuck that, we're gonna eat organic. 
And then people be like, why do you eat organic? That's weird. And we're like, weird. Like, okay, well, here's a piece of fruit. Right. That's grown in a, in the, you know, in the, in, in an orchard and there's no chemicals on it. Let's okay. spray some Windex on it. Right. That's what you're eating. If it actually just worse the herbicides and, and the insecticides that they put on the shit is even worse than Windex. But like, or you'll just eat the fruit without anything on it. That's organic. So that's weird. It's another okay, one. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, another one of your crazy conspiracies that you came out with. I know. I'm weird. I'm crazy. I was looking into organic and kind of, you know, what you should eat organic, what you, not what you shouldn't, but kind of what maybe doesn't need to be organic. And they yes. were like, anything that has a skin on it, you could pretty much get away with going non-organic. So Especially fruits. Yeah, any fruits that have yeah. like a banana. It's better to be organic. It doesn't have to be right. Or like an apple that you're going to peel right? or anything you can take the skin off of to eat. Yes. But like blueberries, strawberries, stuff like that, definitely go organic because you're eating all yeah. kinds of shite. They're like sponges basically. And they're outer. Uh, there's nothing on the outside protecting the inside. So yeah, they, uh, you know, perfectly what you said, like blueberries, strawberries, all that shit that you best get organic because mm -hmm. it sucks up anything that they're spraying along the way excuse me do you uh have you ever farmed before in your life you ever been on a farm and i've been on a farm i have not farmed uh when i was growing up my dad would do a garden in a, in my grandma's backyard which was like two doors up so oh nice um we would do like carrots and radishes and uh like bell peppers you know you green onions What's that? You ever milk a cow? No, never milked a, milk a cow. Wow. So I'm trying, because I've done it a couple of times in my life and I'm trying to think where and why I was privy to it. I'm, I'm trying to, I guess I went to a farm as a kid or something a couple of times and got to, got to milk cows. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It was definitely a strange thing. I, I almost learned how to jerk two dudes off at once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, a family friend had a farm, but I don't remember them having cows. And I just, I don't know, we would go down there all the time, but I never had the occasion to. Yeah, it, no it was definitely say, hey, milk cool. a cow. Yeah, you know, I'd you kind of felt like you were hurting it, but nah, they seem, they don't mind at all. And My friend Noreen, who's a big live fan, she just wrote, she must be listening. She said, I've milked a cow. <laughs> so, uh, oh, shoot, I wish you could in on this. Could tell <laughs> us about how, uh, how that milking of a cow went. But. Have you ever had milk straight from a cow without being pasteurized, like the warm yes. milk? Yeah. Warm milk. Yeah. Is it is it good? Is it weird? Is it? It's a little more creamy than than pasteurized milk. Yeah. And yeah. I'm at Louis Pasteur or whatever the heck his name was, that came Louis up. Louis Pasteur. Pasteur. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that take away a lot of the nutrients and stuff in milk? Like, what is it the does. Of the pasteurizing, is there some shit in there that bacteria? Ah, yeah. So I guess it kills all bacteria in the milk and even milk. the good bacteria. I'm guessing then even definitely. the good bacteria. Ah, yeah, yeah. How the how the hell did he learn? You know, to pasteurize. Like what? And what made him decide to do that? You know, like it's a good question. I forget his process and what happened to that, but I'm not sure. I wonder... Jamie, look it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so speaking of uh, 
our 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 producer again. So he's a paralegal, and he I guess tried to dump his caseloads off uh, to somebody, and uh, he couldn't. They called him at seven a.m. and uh, said, "Hang they, on, yeah." Oh, there we go. <clears throat> you got me. Okay. Yeah, I hit my uh, my adapter, and it cut off ah. the back. So he's yeah, talking about uh, what's his name again? Yeah, Bobby. Bob, Bob, Rob Bobby Yankee. Yeah. Um, so I guess at 7 a.m. somebody called him up and couldn't cover for him. So I was like, dude, okay, I know we're not paying you, but still, I need you to be consistently here. So <laughs> one more week, uh, have everything cleared out and ready to go for next Tuesday. And if not, we're moving on. We're going to start making a list for him. You're going to look up pasteurization, Louis Pasteur. <laughs> <laughs> everything that we've said that has come true. But like, Raw milk and raw cheese, I guess they're basically, I don't know if they're illegal in the United States, but you can get them in like farmer's markets and stuff, but they're they're hard to find. Yeah, I think they and, be illegal. Yeah, and pregnant, like they, they suggest pregnant women don't eat, you know, raw cheese and raw milk and certain foods. Which but I get. But they'll tell you to get a flu shot and get all your shots with your baby in your stomach. And when the baby comes out, they'll shoot the baby up with all kinds of shit. Dude, my nephew is six months old. They're recommending the flu shot for him at six months. I'm like, that seems weird. I hope they are saying no, because that's fucking stupid. Oh, my sister did, uh, for sure. This is a doctor's recommendation. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. It's pharmaceutical going, hey, flu shots. Right. Got my my yearly message from CVS. Flu shots available. I'm like, fuck off. Never. I got one flu shot in my life. Um, don't know why I got it. Just just went to get it one year, and I was like, mm. to be honest, I kind of felt a little shitty right afterwards, like the the following day or so. Um, I didn't get the flu, but I really I've gotten the flu like once in my life. So I was yeah. like, what am I fucking going to get that for? It wasn't even that bad. The flu. I mean, it's a bad cold. Generally, I mean, yeah, it kills some people, but. Usually older people. Right. Or and, uh, overweight people or people who have issues to begin with. Yeah. I don't know if the flu's taken out like a fucking 30 year old in good shape type, you know, I don't think that's happening. If so. Generally not. I mean, I guess it happens rarely, but generally not. No. Right. Yeah. You know anybody personally who's been affected by the vaccine or the boosters or anything like that? Anybody personally? I'm trying to think. Um, no, not off the top of my head. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I know people who've had, you know, like my, minor issues or, or and stuff like that, but nothing that's like, you know, the stroke or the, you know, myocard, whatever the hell that. Myocarditis. Yeah, yeah, actually, I was talking to, uh, you know, someone that follows me on Instagram, a woman that regrets getting it because she has now has tachycardia which i guess is a side effect i guess i don't know exactly what tachycardia is but i guess it's you know some kind of deal with the rhythm of your heart oh look it up yeah uh jamie (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean anything that could cause your heart to go out of rhythm can't be uh we don't like that no Mm -hmm. Um, do you use an Apple watch? No. 
Oh, that's they 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 Corny tell can you. be caused by a regular heart rhythm. No. By a regular? Yes, caused by a regular heart rhythm, I guess. Treatable condition which causes rapid heartbeat. But, ah, okay. So it doesn't throw it out of rhythm. It just, but she didn't have it before she got the shot. Now she gets it. She had it right after she got the shot. And then it's kind of going away. But like she said, once in a while, she'll she'll get it again. Okay. You were on his show twice, so I'm guessing you're a sort of fan, a Howard Stern fan. Yes, I'm, I'm. I was more of a big Howard Stern's fan until, you know, COVID really happened, and actually when when Trump got elected. But yes, who the hell he knew? says he's Republican, but he's really anti-Trump, which is fine. You can be anti-Trump. I'm. That's fine. Right. But like the whole COVID thing is just wild to me. He is the one. He was one of the guys going. But, you know, basically, fuck your freedom, go get the vaccine. Yes. He's still scared to death of getting COVID. I'm like, he's like, yeah, the last time I listened, probably a couple of weeks ago, he's like, yeah, Beth and I are just now starting to go out again. I'm like, yep. but we're scared we're going to get COVID. It's like, dude, get COVID. You'll be fine. You You're going to be okay. Or he'll be the ones where he does get it and it's all fucked. But yeah. he's so warped. Like, he used to be against the establishment, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and now he just falls in line and 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 talks like you know a woke person, mm -hmm. which is not cool. It drives me crazy. But so when I listen, I'll listen to the funny bits, and then when he starts talking about that, I'm just like, turn he's it off. I can't turn it off. Her. And now he's, I mean, so the latest, you know, this Lauren Lauren Bobert from Colorado, <laughs> she gets busted watching Beetlejuice groping this guy she's with. You ever heard about this? No, that's I mean, the latest, latest thing that the MSN they're attacking. She's a Republican from Colorado. Okay. Um, and she was seeing this uh play of Beetlejuice, a musical about Beetlejuice, and the movie, and uh, she got caught on CCT TV, like groping this dude she was with. She's on a date, and oh, apparently, wow. like she was aping in the theater, and like, so it's, I mean, it's, it's hilarious, but she's getting the beat out of her by MSN, of course, because you know, anytime you can go attack a conservative, the right. media, they'll do this, they'll overdo it. But and I don't really necessarily agree with her actions, but like, come on, it's like everyone chill out. But Howard Stern has come out and like go, going off on her. And it's like, dude, your whole fucking vibe for most of your career was smut. Right. And now you're like Mr. Fucking Morals now and like going off on this woman for having a good time with her date. Like, right. Give me a break, dude. Give me a break. Like stop. So, so what she's getting cozy with her significant other there and vaping, like these are not like uh murder and fucking shit like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just yeah, just it's just everything is just over the top these days. It's crazy. And he's the one who came up with blank a doodle do. Oh yeah. cock <laughs> a doodle do just so we could say right. cock on the radio. I mean, it's cocktober for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> he's got cocktober. <laughs> I mean, the show's hilarious. I love all those shit, all those things. It's like you're not the moral authority of yes. the country to be judging this woman. Take it easy, dude. Like, give me a break. And, and now, and now the Senate's just passed this new rule to for no dress code to let Fetterman wear his fucking hoodies and his gym shorts. Oh wait, I didn't hear this. What is that? Oh, this just happened too. Yeah, Schumer came out and said there's no longer a dress code in the United States Senate. I honestly didn't know there was one, but okay. Well, there was one. You have to wear a suit. 
to be in the Senate floor, which you should. Absolutely. So but now no. you're on the Senate floor in basketball shorts and a tape? Oh, this, yeah. Oh, my Fucking God. Fetterman's hoodie. Yeah, sure. Wow. So why are, like, why are we lower, lowering the bar for this one dumbass? Oh, right. Well, that's the whole thing with the trans thing. Like, we're, we're changing, like, why are we making it to where, you know, biological males can go into the bathroom of a biological female because they feel like a female? You're making the biological females uncomfortable to go to the bathroom because right. you're a dude. You have a dick. Go into that bathroom. Right. Huh? And it's just it just sets it up for people to take advantage of it. Yes. In, in the most insidious way. Right. You know. I, I just saw uh, saw a guy on Instagram. He's saying, if you own a business, ident- if you're a male who owns a business, identify as a female and see, and then you let the state and the federal government tell you that you can't do that. Because there's like women, small, small, women, small, small businesses, women owned small businesses get like special, like if you have government contracts, like U.S. Right. government contracts, like you get special, basically you get. You may get picked for contracts over male-owned right. businesses, et cetera. So this guy's like, if you are a male-owned business and you are like getting contracts with the government, Say identify as a woman. Yep. And then let the state or the federal government tell you you're not. Wow. Like, That's fucking brilliant. That is. Like, take advantage of their bullshit. Like you can right. identify as anything now. Yeah. And women small-owned businesses, you know, I guess the government can't define what a woman is now, but then, you know, whatever. That's a whole other story. Insane. So identify as a woman. Get special privileges, you know, well, for that. Yeah. I mean, a Pennsylvania high school yesterday or the day before staged a walkout because they were making it so biological males can go into a female's bathroom if they were transgender or identified as the sex that they weren't born. And the females were uncomfortable to go to the bathroom. So the entire school staged a walkout, which I thought was fucking great. And yes, we actually have kids, high school kids, that are fucking smarter than the adults watching them. Well, I think this younger generation is starting to see, you know, the craziness of this and where they're starting to realize and live where it can go. Like, it's just, you know, if if you're trans, be trans. That's fine. But like, don't you can't. Just make everybody or everyone else uncomfortable because you feel a certain way. It's not how society right. works. Right. Okay. I mean, like when when Leah Thomas, the trans swimmer, identified as a woman and started, you know, killing every all the other women swimmers. Right. When she first appeared in the locker room, if you uh, what was the what's the swimmer's name that swam against her? Uh, she's come out and talked about everything. Um, oh, I barely Riley Riley something. She she was like the main competition for and actually got came in second to Leah Thomas in a couple of competitions or whatever. But like the first time that she appeared in the dressing room, everyone's like, "What the what is this?" or he right. whatever. Right. And the the faculty and administration basically told them, "It doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable. You have to accept her." It's like, right? What? So, I mean, what are you talking about? Right. She should either get her own dressing room or whatever. Right. If everyone else is uncomfortable with it, why does she get special privileges? Right. Why does the one get a special privilege over the mass? It makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's the upside down world. 
you don't like, do it. In, yeah, exactly. Clown world, upside down, whatever you want to say. Uh, Lynn, Lynn or Leah? Leah. Leah. Okay, so Leah um, is was born a male, still has a dick and balls, and is going into the woman's locker room and making them feel uncomfortable. And he, she still dates women. So, right. uh, like, how fucked up is that? She, she has still has the male parts and dates females and is allowed to be in a woman's locker room naked with with biologically born females who are fucking scared and 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 feel intimidated and have complained to the school and the school's done nothing about it like that right. is fucked the fuck up yeah yeah she's attracted to females and now is in a locker room with right a penis and balls going hey look i could say i fucking nuts. a woman and and go do that like I used to, That's the point. You can. I mean, you right. can. You literally can. Yeah. Now you have prisoners saying that they're women and getting out of men's prisons and going into women's prisons and raping women. Crazy. Crazy. And anybody can do it. You just have to identify. It's like, what the fuck? Right. What's going on? You like, how does this? Beard. How does this happen? And why is it allowed to happen? Well, the short answer is all our fucking woke professors at our woke universities are you know, putting these ideals in to these young adults and, you know, it, it, it trickles down and we're seeing that now, but hopefully uh, we're waking up a little bit to fucking course correct because it's getting nutty. Oh, yeah. And they, they, have saying, people, they have students identifying as cats. Right. <laughs> say what? People I, putting litter boxes in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, they got to blame the parents too. Like, what are you doing? Well, for sure. Like, how are you? How are you letting this happen to your child and being cool with it? Like, you're your cat now. Oh, okay. Why Great. are seven and eight year olds worrying about gender and sexual things? Like, that shouldn't even be a thought in your brain at that point. And if it is being pushed on them, slow down. Exactly. Exactly. That. And that's not fair. You're making kids grow up and think about things that they should not have to. They should be no. contemplating whether or not. Santa's real, you know. Well, not then, so John Kennedy, the senator, or is a congressman from Louisiana, he just read a book. This is this is the thing that trips me out. Like all these, you know, a lot of liberals are like going off of conservatives because they're banning books. It's like no, they're banning books that are sexually explicit to in children's libraries and in, in schools. Right. Right. That's where we are. Like that's that's wrong for conservatives not wanting their children to be exposed to sexually graphic and basically porn right. in their school, in the school right. library, and a, a book that can check out a library explains anal sex between two boys. It's right. Like, well, I mean, I just if you want to do that as an adult and be an adult, do that. Great, fucking have at it. Sure. But don't involve children. It's so easy. It's so fucking easy. So John Kennedy reads this book on the Senate floor or in some some kind of testimony, and uh, and they're they're beeping out bleeping out words as he's reading it. It's like, oh, so you can't read this on TV, right? But you can have it in a school library. A good point. And if parents are pissed about it, it's their problem. Wasn't the left banning books Nuts. a couple of years ago, like Mark Twain or something, because like the N word was using it? Weren't they trying to? Yeah. 
and then now they're upset that their right is trying to ban sexually explicit books. Like, yeah, it almost seems like they could meet halfway there and not be fighting. You think them. you would think that well, <laughs> we could just meet halfway somewhere, right? Why and is just it? not a, you know just not involve children? It's so easy. So easy. and I understand that like Mark Twain and ban the N word in in children in a book that's for kids. Okay, great. That makes kind of, yeah. Okay, I get it. I mean, it's history, but I was it was part of our history. And don't we need to know our history in order to learn from it so we don't make the same mistakes? I mean, isn't that yes. part of it? You would hope so. Yeah. I mean, not that I condone the word at all, but that was a different time and a different place. And we should read that on a black and white page and be like, what the fuck? We really were saying shit like that at some point? Right. Exactly. To see how stupid it was. Exactly. Right. Right. But anyway, yeah, sexually explicit books. No, not for kids. Get them out. Yeah, next they'll just have the Playboy magazine <laughs> chilling in their library. I might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Well, they were saying, or they, I don't know who, where I heard this, but basically like sexual education classes in like fifth grade, you know, uh, kids are like 10 years old and they're seeing cartoon depictions of like, a blowjob or intercourse because right. they're trying to explain it for educational purposes. They don't need to be that educated at fucking 10 no. years. I'm sorry. Nope. Nope. Yeah. 12, 13. Yeah. Okay. That's right. when you're going to start messing around with that stuff. Sure. Right. It's like, are they promoting it to be earlier? That's hmm. what it seems like. That's what it seems like. I mean, I remember as, you know, at 10 years old, like, I think I was kissing at 10 years old, to be honest. Uh, but I was kissing a seventh grader. So fifth grade and seventh grade. But I was Whoa. advanced. Yeah, I was advanced for my for my little age. You are advanced. <laughs> I was. Because then once I got to seventh grade and I looked at the fifth grade, it's like, oh, my God, they're little kids. Like, why? You know? So uh, it was different to go from me, fifth grade, the girl, seventh grade. But then wow. when I got to seventh grade, I was looking at fifth graders like they were little kids. I'm like, no way. They shouldn't be. Oh, well, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess my so. girls are going to be in fifth grade next year. I'm like, they better not be kissing seventh grade. I'm going to have a right. problem. Right. Exactly. You better control your child. <laughs> 100%. Kids are growing up so quickly. I got a, my cousin's eight year old. I'm like, dude, slow down. Enjoy your life. He's like, I can't wait to hit 16 and get my permit. I'm like, no, dude. Yeah. Once you hit 16, you're going to be like, I wish I can go back to 12. Well, I can right. go. 21. Once you're 21, you, then you start wishing you could de-age. Mm -hmm. But everybody wants that 21 so they could go into a bar and, and uh, drink. After the sheen of, of get, you know, going in the bar and buying a couple of drinks wears off. And then you're like, hmm, right. it'd be nice to be younger. <laughs> well, how old were you when uh, Mental Jewelry came out? Uh, we were 20. Right, I so was 20. 21. No, because I, I, I turned 21 on the road. July 23rd in 1991. And we were in Georgia, in Athens, I think, or in, maybe Atlanta. But uh, we, were, we were playing a, a theater there, mental jewelry tour. And our parents, my parents, and a couple other parents, like, flew in to surprise me for my birthday. Oh, cool. And so, but we went out before the show and got a couple drinks and nice. went to a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> so we come back. For the show and like 
we weren't shit faced obviously we did the show but like my mom was there i'm like oh hey mom's kind of drunk <laughs> mom and dad it's funny well i guess that's i think cool. later that night then michael stipe was in the crowd oh no way watching us i believe it's the same show there's a guy up on the up in the balcony of the of the theater just fucking going crazy like dancing around singing and shit and ended up being michael Stiper, like wow <laughs> yeah they're big rem fans but yeah so i guess what uh so i guess what i was getting at there is you were probably able to drink at bars before you were 21 because you were in this successful band at that point oh yeah when we were uh when we were making mental jewelry in milwaukee um we were 19 that summer i think maybe 20 yeah so it was the summer of 90. well i heard ed say that like pain lies in riverside he wrote during gym class so that means he must have been in high school or something still at that point oh, yeah we wrote all those songs in high school so i'm just trying to remember exactly so 18 right around <laughs> 18 19 i think the summer of 90. there's a summer it was summer 90. Do you go back and listen to like mental jewelry and like, how the fuck were we this on point as little kids? Like that's, it's a very mature record for, you know, 18 to 20 year olds. Are you talking lyrically or just but musically too? Musically and lyrically, like musically for sure. Like it's just a, it seems like you guys were well versed in your instruments well beyond, you know, an 18 year old. Well, from basically ninth grade until, we made mental jewelry and we practiced all the fucking time, like and did whatever shows we could do, which weren't were few and far between then. But yeah, I mean yes. Uh so yeah, we were just practice we just got together and practiced whenever we could and just played. Now before you guys um, you know, hit it big with throwing copper or, you know, the even before mental jewelry came out. You guys had put out an album called Death of a Dictionary under public affection. Yeah. Was, were you like local legends at that point in the town of York? Like, were people like, oh shit, there's, you know, the boys there? Because, I mean, their songs on there were were pretty legit, like Paper Flowers and Morning Humor. And people had to have known you guys were going somewhere in that small little town. Well, we were known, but like York's a big, small town, I call it, because it's like 50,000 people in the city and then 50,000 in the surrounding area. So it's uh, a, we were known to some high schools and stuff like um, and I got to go back and correct myself. So I turned 21, 92, not 91. Aha. Born in 70. So summer 92. So summer 91, we were making mental jewelry in Milwaukee. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. And my point was in that we were. Uh, Jerry Harrison's wife would take us to bars. Oh, cool! Get us in. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> it was fun though. We had a good time. <laughs> anyway, so future rock stars. So it's all yes. good. So back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Oh, um, yeah. So we were kind of known, like we 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 kind of shot to fame locally in '88. We were there was a this dance called temple dance uh-huh. which was like big for it was under 21 dance they would have a band and everyone would go there and like it was in the outside of the city in this uh, district called suburban where you know a lot of hot chicks went to suburban so we, we would go uh, to this dance to freaking see them and uh 
and we you know we had our band and the band took a break and we were like hey can we get up and play a couple songs oh no and we played we played like three songs and like fucking blew the doors off the place there's video of that do you know that yes yeah. yeah, you guys. And look- then, and then next, the following year, it was always in November. So the following year, in November, we headlined the thing. Sick. So that was cool. Hell yeah. That was, so that was fun. I think it was '87 and '88 we headlined because we graduated '89. Yeah. So the, the date, the years are getting, you know, a little blurry. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so, but then, so yeah, I mean, we were known by some high schoolers and stuff, and you know, starting to do shows especially over in lancaster at the chameleon that was the one venue that was close to us a, a, a proper venue where we go play was there anybody as a kid that like i don't want to say bully but maybe was like a dick to you and then all of a sudden you get this fame like oh hey chad remember me we were best buds back in the oh, day Oh, absolutely there's like there's tons of not not necessarily a dick but like i don't know i told i've told the story about like being a drunk being a drummer but not being in the drum line and so they knew i played drums but they thought i must suck because i'm not in the drum line oh god and uh because i played saxophone in all the school bands right and uh and so when when, when we like blew up of course they're like wow man you can play like that it's like well, it's <laughs> and then uh there was a teacher who was especially because all of us were in this in the jazz band and in, in our senior year and the jazz band was just we're pretty um, that means you were pretty advanced musicians, right? I remember jazz band yeah. in high school. Yeah. yeah. So I played sax and Ed and Chad played trumpet and Patrick played bass, of course. Right. And uh, we were kind of like the core in the senior year. We were kind of the core musicians in the band, in the jazz band. And the jazz oh, wow. band was very near and dear to this this uh, teacher named uh, Mr. Kaler. And uh, so we we decided to quit the jazz band because we were getting gigs and we were like, we can't play on the weekend at a, you know, at some fucking little lawn for 50 Bad people. Boy, like yeah. we're going to go play a show for our band. And he got fucking pissed, dude. I mean, I'm sure he, we had to get like school administration involved in it. Cause he was calling us like, he literally called us whale shit in the bottom of the ocean. Like he cornered wow. us in the, he cornered us in the, uh, the band storage room one day. It's like, you motherfuckers are going the fuck off on us. We're like, dude, what the, what the hell, bro? We've since made up and it's all good, but like, yeah. I mean, I understand he was passionate about the jazz band. Sure. We like, we just fucked his whole jazz band up. Um, they so basically did. It's a court to draw like a, a relation. It's like, yeah, you guys are in uh, high school um, on the football team, and then all of a sudden this big college wants to take you, and he's like, no, fuck you. I want you to stay for this little right. high school right. football team. Yes. Come on now. And we were like, dude, we're going to, he's like, you're, you know, you're never going to make it. You're never going to amount to anything. And we're just like, okay. Isn't that Damn. amazing that, you know, adults say that to kids, but in all reality, people do make it. And if there was more yeah. of, you know, if there was more of, um, you know, you say you push them towards it and give them some, some good that comes to what they're passionate about. You wonder yeah. if more people would follow, you know, their passions into the arts and stuff like that. Or possibly. Yeah. I think so. Like, uh, you know, why do you, I don't, I just think our education system is wacky tobacco. Like there's some kids. I'm that, starting to look into that and like get, you know, see things about that. Like it was basically set up by, I think was it Rockefeller. Like they set it up to make factory workers. Our right. education system is set up to make factory workers. Which is why we have and this to kill ambitions to kill, 
you know, free thinking. It's like, you think this way, boom, you know. Which is fine, but sad. we don't have factories anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, they're coming back, but we can get into that whole discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's set up for that. I've heard that too. It was set yeah. up to make factory workers, which is why yeah. you have the bells and all that stuff. But right. Exactly. We no longer, I mean, I guess, like you said, it's coming back, but not to the point where our whole education system should be set up towards right. that, you know? And I don't even know what a different education system looks like. I'm not even sure. I mean, I mean, my kids went to Montessori for the first part of their education. Now they're in public school. But so, I, I mean, I could see that. But like, I don't know if every kid can learn like that. Right. But it is a very th free thinking, free range way of learning. I've heard of Montessori schools. What What does that mean? Is that a religion? What is Montessori? <laughs> no, there's a, a person named Montessori. I don't know what their first name was oh, okay. that made up this, you know, basically created this schooling system. Because so. there was one up the road for me, so just it's not like um, you know eight to three math uh, history. There's like some cool courses. There's a little structure to it, but like the kids are allowed basically to go and like pick up some puzzles and work on that for a while. Or there's you know they'll they'll have a reading book and they'll work on that for a while. And they're kind of it's, it's kind of free range. Yeah, probably explaining it really stupidly, but it's. It's kind of free range. Like the kids can can gravitate to what they like doing better and more, and what what suits them and how they like to learn. There's a different style of learning, so, especially for especially for you know, young kids. Right. Yeah, because I, I that's what I was gonna say too. I, I've seen younger school uh, Montessori schools where I feel like up till fourth grade ish. It's usually pre K to first grade they oh, have, goodness. and then we found one here in. California, my ex and I at the time, we uh, we found one that went to eighth grade. Oh wow! And my son went to sixth sixth grade in that one, and we went then he went to public school. So how was your now when he got to public school? Was his education on Our fifth grade? Um, I think he was a little advanced, a little more ah. advanced than most most students. Yeah. So that's good. So that means it was it was a better education then. Yeah. Because I went to um. Uh, private high school for for high school uh, and public school all before that. And uh, my senior year, uh, my parents had moved to South Jersey and I kind of got forced to go down to the school in South Jersey and it was a public school. And I get to, I only had one class to do, which was English and the rest were electives because I did everything. Uh, I just had to do English for the rest I had already done all my maths, my everything all my prerequisites were done. I just had all electives except for English. Mm. And I get there and they're reading books my senior year of high school that I had read my freshman year of high school. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So it was like I went from the private school, which like I was just getting by to like honor roll, uh, <laughs> in the school, which right. was funny. Yeah. Well, yes. Public school encompasses all levels of learning. So it's Right. And and then I think Bush enacted the no child left behind. Left behind yes. Yeah. Act, which basically means like they're just going to force you through school and <laughs> you won't be left behind. I think Oregon just passed some law to basically take away or low, completely lower standards for, for reading, writing and arithmetic. Oh, my God. And they, you know, they said it was for people of color. It's like, OK, so why, don't you, why don't you help them learn instead of like <laughs> dumbing down everything for it? it's like that's 
this is what drives me nuts about Democrats and liberals. Like they they call everyone like racist, but then they do things that are completely racist. Right. It's right. like you're dumbing down the education system for for kids that need structure and need to learn. Right. And you you don't it doesn't even have to be because it's a lot you're of you're not helping them. You're not fucking helping them. Right. Right. And giving I mean, you know, if the same person is going, I don't even know if it's like that, but I've heard with affirmative action and stuff, like say two people have the same grades and all that stuff, and they're both going for the same spot in college. If you're a minority, you could have a little bit lower grade average than, than, you know, the person who's in a minority and get in above that person. To me, that does not make any sense at all. Like if you're... You know, if you both have the same exact um, thing, then you go into extracurricular activities. But it should not be somebody who has an 85 average and somebody who has an 80 average, and the 80 average is getting in just because they're a minority. That right. doesn't make sense. You can't course correct by, you know, basically taking away from, you know, a white person or something, because then it's reverse racism. We need to make it to where it's even playing field for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I get that low income um, places maybe don't get the same education system as some of the uh, places that have higher income. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So instead of sending $84 billion to Ukraine, let's yeah. take some of those billions and put them into our educational system and make it so it's a level playing field for everybody that way, not by letting people get into something uh, based on lower standards for this class of people. No, you're making too much sense. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Like, when you... And then we could also, you know, use some of those billions to rebuild Lahaina. Maybe. Too. Yeah. Did you see that, dude? So I was watching, I forget what I was watching, but they showed it was like how the fire started and it looked to me like a fucking laser, but they described it as, I guess, um, uh, a, a power line breaking and then it like flew down into some you know like dry area and just causing a fire but the video i saw was through a tree line mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just saw like this fucking big like white light come out of nowhere and then caught the fire and that wow. thing yeah it was from like uh the power line or whatever but to me it looked like because there's a conspiracy like a fucking laser did or something but it did look like that even mm-hmm. though, again, that's probably absurd. That's to, called directed energy weapons, but you know. Yeah, there are things. We're already, like, we're already getting, <laughs> we're already getting called a conspiracy theorist for just basic right. shit. So really, we can go into this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they still have the whole town cordoned off with like fencing and and like blackout, you know, tarps. You can't fucking see in there. You're not you're not allowed to park near this near the town. You're not allowed to take pictures of the town. You're not allowed to go and interview. Any, anybody anywhere near the town it's like yeah what the fuck is really going on i mean i'm not saying that the, the fires were started by lasers but what the fuck is going on in that right in that place literally and, and what is what's happening why did it take like the mayor like fucking two weeks before he came on to talk about this and, and governor like i heard that they're blocking aid from coming into there because, yeah. what it's nuts it's people are ferrying in aid to the waterfront from they're coming in from other parts of Mali and then across from the Big Island and stuff too. Like they're shut, shuttling in on little private boats. Right, because they can't get into the major ports because they're yeah. blocked. And the and the roads are blocked. 
Yes. And you had uh, the, the the guy who was head of emergency response. He he did it. Uh, this is a couple of weeks back, maybe three weeks, but he did a interview or a press conference where he was asked why he didn't set off the emergency system. Right. And does he regret not doing that? He's like, no, I don't regret not doing it. What? And then the next day, he resigns for health reasons. And let me guess, he went to work for the Sackler family. <laughs> <laughs> Could uh, be. You know, he worked for Oprah. Right. He's head of her private fire force now. Wow, dude, that is crazy. Like, again, so it 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 does make your brain go like, why are are these blackouts there? Why are they not allowing aid to come through? Like, why do they have? All yeah. this money to ship to Ukraine, but <laughs> Hawaii said, "Should we change our name to Ukraine, and then maybe we'll get yeah. some over here?" Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard was on Rogan talking about that. How someone came up to her and said, "Maybe we should just change our name to Ukraine, and we'll get some love." Because yeah. I mean, so far from the federal government, each person or each maybe each family has got seven hundred dollars. That's it from the federal fucking government. That's like one-time payment. What is that going to do? That's fucking right. your groceries for two weeks. And this is what drives me crazy. It's like you're not allowed to see all this fucked up shit, ask questions. Right. You're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, okay. And the cost. You don't of think it's fucked up? Right. And the cost of living over there is so high because it's. Oh my high. god! Yes. At seven hundred bucks is nothing. Nope. It's Just crazy. Give give the people their land back. Right. And rebuild. And everything will be fine. But you're so not on doing that, that same thing with Tulsi uh, on Rogan uh, with BJ Penn, they said that they, you know, in one of their payments, they sent to Ukraine, um, like they found six billion that that was supposed to go there, but didn't get there. Right. And now like, they're going to give it to them. And then they said that they looked up, it would cost five billion if they wanted to rebuild every house in Hawaii right. and make it back to perfect. So that they can't do, but they can dump a six billion. It's this this administration, the whole it's all America last. It's all right. fucking America last. This this fucking jackass just fucking stopped all drilling permits in Anwar. So the price of gas in here in in California is all going above six bucks now. Everywhere, oh, it's fucking nuts. And this son of a bitch just fucking just cuts it off. And then his press. What is it? Carrie Jean-Pierre, what the fuck her name is? She gets up there and lies and says, he's not an enemy of the fossil fuel industry. What are you talking about? What evidence do you have of this? Gee. Oh, the gaslighting is like, fuck. Driving, and Ducey's the only one that asks any fucking questions about it. It's just right. nuts. It's, it drives me fucking crazy. Every time I go to the pump now, I'm just like, motherfucker. Well, if you do ask questions, you're not a patriot and you're fucking going against the system. And in January of in January of 2020, gas was like maybe 340 for premium here. As soon as that motherfucker took office, killed the pipeline, Keystone mm -hmm. XL pipeline, which everyone's like, it didn't have any effect. It's like, no, it made the prices go up because. Of course, you can't. You, you you have less you know less capacity to to bring the oil down from Canada. Right. Um, get four bucks the next like as soon as he was elected. As soon as, as but soon they as, they blame it on Trump. Yeah. Trump's fault. Right? Of course, the border is Trump's fault. Ukraine is Trump's fault. Well, at first when he was closing the borders from China, like to make it to where when COVID first well, that was happened. racist. Yep. Yes, that was racist. Oh, do you remember when the vax came out under Trump? All the fucking Democrats 
Kamala Harris, Biden. We don't no, know what's in it. We're not going right. to take it. We right. don't know what's in it. Right. All of a sudden, big farmers are like, hey, motherfucker. Oh, you got to take the vax. Yeah. It's going to stop the spread and you can't get it. Oh, bullshit. It's amazing that they could flip flop that quick and all that stuff in front of your eyes and nobody catches it. Like, I almost feel like. Because it's not reported. Yeah, but still, I mean, come on, people. I mean, just the fact that he was, you know, called a racist for closing the borders. And then, you know, after they realized that that was a good idea, like he didn't close them quick enough. That right, exactly. exactly. It was like, what the fuck, dude? You cannot win no matter nope. what. Can't win. You can't make it up. I just it, it's it, it blows my mind. And then like the people I talk to that, you know, because I get it. We all have differences of opinion and I could see this. You can see that. But you cannot just, you know, gain all your opinions of just based on a news soundbite, a little headliner. Do some research and then form your opinion. I just Don't... found this comedian named Jimmy Dory or Jimmy Dore, D-O-R-E. I'm sure he's been around for a long time. I just saw him. He did this whole skip out like when COVID started and then you were in like the vax and stuff. He's like, well, I was going to do my research. And, I, and people were like, don't do your own research, Jimmy. You're. You must be a Trumper. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait, you're a racist. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I just want to know what this is. He's like, he's like, what if you went and bought a car, and you go, you tell your friend like, I'm going to go buy a car, and they're like, don't look into it. Yeah, don't look into that car. And he's like, well, what if, what if I want to know about the car? He's like, ask the salesman. He's the expert. What are you, Henry Ford? Right. And it's a, I mean, it's a great analogy of like. COVID happens and you're not allowed to ask any questions about it. You're not allowed to go, well, I found over here that it started in a lab. I read this whole article in May right. of 2020 that right. it was from this lab. Oh, no, no, no. It's from the wet market. Oh, now it's from the lab. Okay. Right. And God forbid well, you just ask. Right. And I, re I read all about the vaccine not stopping the spread or stopping you from getting it. Oh, no, no. That's a conspiracy theory. You're wrong. Isn't can't that ask that question. You can't even say that. You're racist. What? When the Vax was first coming out, it will stop transmission. It will make it so, you know, if you do get it, it's not as bad for you. And anyone that didn't get it, they're responsible for deaths and, like, right. you're a piece of shit, basically, if you don't get this because you're going to kill your grandma and someone else's grandma. It's like, that's the other thing I, I trip out about vaccines in general. Everyone that gets that vaccine vaccinates their kids or gets back vaccinated, they're like, you have to be vaccinated too. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. If you're protected, why the fuck do you care what I'm doing? Right. It that the logic never made sense to me. Right. No one has to be vaccinated. No, they don't, because you're protected, right? You're protected from the right. disease. So why do I have to be vaccinated? And not only that, once everybody is vaccinated, isn't this virus going to try and morph to figure out its way around well, that? That's what viruses always do. Right. Right. And, and the fact that, like, you could have had COVID, now, you know, it's gone, you know, it's a month later, and you have all these antibodies in you so that you can't get COVID in uh -huh. this particular period, and they still want you to get vaccinated when you already have. Well, that was, that was, a, other, that was a conspiracy for a while, conspiracy theory. Um, that. 
if you have, if you've gotten COVID and you have the antibodies, you're still better off being vaccinated. And that's been proven wrong. Obviously, everyone oh, fucking knew that at the time, but that's not what they told you. So uh, you're a fucking idiot for thinking that. And where, where'd you read that? I, that's what I, that's another thing I like when, you know, with main, mainstream media and, and, you know, that whole side, they always attack the source. Like you find something and it's like, and you put up something and it's like, well, that source is bullshit. I'm like, it's still true. <laughs> it's still true. <laughs> it's amazing, but it, but th- they can do it and get away with it. It's like, well, that's because no one questions what to say. Like, well, there's it, never any follow up to. They'll say one thing, they'll make a statement about this and that, and then nobody asks a question about, well, how do you know that? Where'd that come from? Well, no, no one says anything. It's and you're not you're not allowed to question because. Then you're racist or conspiracy theorist or, you know, yeah. do your own research. Yeah. Okay. What is your feeling on this upcoming election? Like, um, do you think Biden, is, I know they said he's going to run and all that stuff, but it doesn't seem like the left is uh, wanting him to with all the stuff. I think they're going to throw him out. Yeah. They're going to be done with him. Yeah. I think they're going to let Hunter get prosecuted and, you know, they're going to start. I mean, they're starting to call him out on TV. It's like, yeah. and, and it's just, I mean, at some point it's just undeniable that he was involved in this. And, and right. It's like, hey, come on. It's like, that's a, that's the narrative kind of right now with the mainstream media. Like, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Like, you see them asking politicians, like, there's no evidence for this. And they're like, no, there's evidence, motherfucker. Like, Is there at least as much evidence uh, for this as there was for the Russia collusion with Trump? <laughs> Well, there's there's more, that. but yeah. right, right. That's my point. There's more real evidence than that. Right. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a whole WhatsApp chat that that is quoted, where where it's Hunter saying, "I'm sitting here beside my father, and yeah. you need to send the hundred thousand dollars, or my father's going to tell everybody he knows, and right. you don't want me as an enemy base." I'm paraphrasing. I'm sitting here beside my father. Right. Well, who's your dad? Oh, <laughs> but he doesn't know about any of this. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He's not involved. He has three aliases with 5,400 emails. Nah, nah, he's not involved. Six good old Joe. Yeah, good old Joe. Uh, now, with the coke that was found in the White House, <laughs> <laughs> was Hunter Biden oh there or anywhere near? Because yes, that- he was. He was there. There's, there's video clips of him like, like skirt around in the background. Like, oh, fucking, you can tell he's high as shit, fucking moving around, like, like going nuts. And it was like, what? But the cocaine, we don't know where it came from. It's the yeah. Secret Service, one of the greatest security details in the fucking world, can't find out where some cocaine came from. They can't. Right. They just gave up the, just gave up the investigation. No, no, can't There's find no it. Fingerprints on the bag. We know it's a fucking plastic bag. And basically, the only people that are allowed to come in and not be searched are the direct family members of Biden. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> that makes sense then. Just, 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 it just appeared there. It's, you know, this is the White House, most secure building in the fucking world. J- just as a national security standpoint, like if you were Russia, if you were China, if you were, you know, some of these superpowers that are like, you know, in competition with us, wouldn't he be the first person you think to compromise as far as like, because if 
you know, they didn't compromise Trump's kids. Otherwise, we would have heard that. You know what I'm saying? And oh, they, yeah. but but he was the perfect, uh, you know, person for them. Twenty million from the Chinese government is nothing to to them, but it's fucking, you know, for it, he was an easy target. A very hunter. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. they they were peddling it all over the fucking world. Whoever would give them money, they would give access to. It. Absolutely. Right. Right. I mean. Biden's like, I mean, like a real life Manchurian candidate. It's fucking nuts, dude. Totally, totally compromised. Totally compromised. And yeah. everyone's just like, no, no, he wasn't. He didn't know anything about his son's business dealings. He didn't fly on Air Force Two with you and then get a billion dollar deal from the Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> didn't happen. It didn't happen. Then it's the truth. All you have to do is say it. Didn't happen. Right. Exactly. I heard that. Uh, like one of the. Uh, Facts like fact checkers now and like cons- being called a conspiracy theorist is basically like a basically a, a fortune teller, a fortune teller, yeah, forewarning of what's going to be real. Right. It, it is amazing that all the the stuff that you know was a conspiracy theory at one point has been proven to not be and has proven to be the truth. And mm-hmm. it, it seems a lot more of those conspiracy theories are turning to actually be what the fuck happened, which is scary. Well, it's it very is. scary. It's so very the scary. The fact that the American people would prefer to have, um, you know, a huge liar and a compromised, you know, mental capacity um, person as, as our president, rather than somebody who is or was a womanizer before he was a president or, right. you know, somebody who just speaks, you know, stupid at times, but what he, the way he ran the country is what it should be based on. Not what the fucking guy says or tweets or both, right. but actually what he did mm-hmm. for this country. Yeah. And, you know, I felt safe as an American when he was in office. Absolutely. Uh, you I don't know? feel safe now. I don't feel safe at all. Not at I mean, all. Our military is fucking woke. I mean, it's a joke. It's just like, come on, man. They're letting this fucking bullshit infiltrate every part of society. The military woke is crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's like, no, no. No. You you want toxic masculinity is not really a fucking thing, but you want that in the fucking military. Like, you want all those motherfuckers to kill people and, like, be badass. Right. You fucking, you know, drag queens and fucking... Oh look! God, like, just like no, 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 no. Let's let's stop this, because you know the Chinese, the Russians, from a just from a standpoint, I don't. Well, the Russians are fucked now, but I don't think they can do shit to us. But it's like yeah, yeah. they have nukes. That's the one thing. That's the thing. That's the military the being thing. woke is not cool. It's just stop it. Well, I mean, what was it? Fifteen years ago, you couldn't even be gay in our military, or it was like, don't ask, don't tell her some shit. Was their right. policy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They right. went that. And I have no problem with you being gay, but like, at least you know, be fucking like manly and masculine. and want to go fucking kick some ass. Right. Well, and then don't. I mean, that's. Um, I have no problem with our with people being gay in our military, but I'm just saying that we've gone that far from whereas 15 years ago you couldn't be gay. Or if right. you were, it was like, don't ask, don't tell, I believe. Was yeah, that problem. was a thing for a while, yeah, absolutely. So now where it's like you should be wearing a fucking rainbow-colored uniform and fucking blowing your superior officer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've come a long way. We've come a long way, baby. Um, 
I mean, yeah, Biden just told he just Biden said it was at nine eleven or at the World Trade Center the, on nine twelve, the day after it happened. Blatantly no. just said that. Did he really? Yeah. He was in Alaska observing 9-11. He's the first president not to observe it either in D.C. at Ground Zero or in or at the Pentagon, at the White House Pentagon or at Ground Zero. He's the first president to not observe it there. He was in Alaska. And during that speech, this is what this narcissistic piece of shit does every time he fucking gives a speech. He inserts himself into the situation and tells a lie about how, you know, oh, I empathize with you because my cat, we had a kitchen fire and my cat almost died. Talking to the people of Lahaina. This yeah. time he was like, Yeah, I was at ground zero on nine twelve, the day yeah. after it happened. No. No, he wasn't. He's documented as being in DC on the Senate floor. Yeah, I mean, I think I remember uh, He said it was a, a a professor at the University of Penn. Never happened. Said he was a truck driver, never fucking happened. It's like Oh my god. And Maybe they just keep making excuses past, for him. In a past life. Yeah, he's never that's that's it. Yeah, we'll give him the benefit of that. He's remembering his past life. <laughs> yeah. hundred years ago. My goodness. Well, so we have, I mean, again, there are so many good candidates, well, not so many, but so many better candidates than him that could be running on that Democratic ticket. Um, Listen, RFK Jr., I like. Yep. Um, and they won't give him, he won't, they won't give him Secret Service. Because I refuses. That, What's that? Isn't that crazy? He's, he, it's insane. And then, it, and then they're not even going to do. They don't. They're not even going to schedule fucking democratic primary debates. Well, geez. this is their new. This is their. This is like the left's new thing. It's like their their Democrats' new thing because they did it in Arizona. Like Carrie Lake, and uh, what was it? Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs refused to debate her. Never had a debate. And now this is what they fucking do now. You yeah, can't you really get a sense of who they fucking really are because they won't debate. They won't go out and talk to anybody. Only in their little. You know, echo chambers of fucking their fans, but they won't go out and have a debate on on a national stage or you know statewide stage. And this was fucking okay crazy. during the COVID meltdown, but dude, now this is fucking years later. You should be able to debate like like our democratic uh, society, you know, has had forever. You know what I'm right. saying? It's how we tell mm -hmm. how you candidates think and you know how you're going to behave in office. Right, and let's. I mean, Biden needs a debate. RFK Jr. Whoever's going to be contender for the you know Democratic ticket. Oh my God! If if Biden even tried to have a conversation with RFK Jr., he would look like an idiot. Let alone try and debate the guy. Mm -hmm. I really like uh, RFK Jr. Yeah, I do. Too. I like you know he's and he's anti-establishment, which is why what they don't like. Right. Absolutely. Well, That's what they didn't like about Trump. Right. And we're over here talking about stolen elections and all this shit. Do we forget that? Uh, Hillary Clinton was technically not the Democratic nominee and like all that scandal that went down with Bernie Sanders and that shit during the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. Like, did we forget? Mm -hmm. And that was right before. Oh, it's crazy, dude. Didn't Bernie come out with, didn't he uh, get a big house right after that or something? Right after the, he basically seceded the, the, uh, the Is Democratic that what happened? They yeah. gave him the primary, he'd be bowed out and they gave him a big house. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. It is crazy. You know, like if they were doing that to a person in their own party. Do we not think they're going to fuck go a crazy above and beyond for somebody in the other party? Oh, absolutely. Especially when his name is Trump. Right. So what do you think? Do you, do, do you think Trump has a Republican nominee for 2024? 
don't know. I just I don't know fucking point. It's like yeah. has all these stupid indictments. They're trying to enact the Fourteenth Amendment on all the fucking place. They've already tried that in Florida once, and like. Um, so it's who knows? The court dates around like some like some serious things come the election time, like right. Scheduling yeah, Super Tuesday. Yeah, the first court day for what is it? The one in D.C. I think is on Super Tuesday. Just coincidentally, or the day before Super Tuesday, before coincidentally. Super, yep. Just coincidence. They do that on purpose. Right. You're like you're you're literally watching real time election interference. Right. And no one on the left gives a fuck because it's Trump. Well, and it's insane. It's like, when, when do you think that that's not going to get reversed on you at some point? Exactly. Exactly. And the more you hear about, uh, I don't want to talk smack on them because... Who and it fuck? shouldn't be reversed on them. It should not be that way. That's my point. I mean, it's right. Like, but, it, but if it's going to be this way, then it's going to get reversed on you at some point. At some point, for sure. I mean, because if it's really the deep state, you know, the more and more I hear about, like... Um, CIA and FBI, like they're kind of anti-democratic, you know, to have those because they're almost operating independently of, you know, what our government wants. Like oh, they things. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend tell me that deep state doesn't exist. I'm like, what the fuck what? are you talking about? Like, okay. First of all, the military industrial complex is its own deep state. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you break, you know, you bust in the CIA and the FBI have their own fucking, their own shit going on, their own motives, especially CIA. I mean, yeah. Well, the they said they had like three or four of those Chinese spy balloons that came across when Trump was office, but they didn't tell him is insane to me. Did you hear well, that? Is that actually, does that actually happen or they just fucking say that to make it look like Trump was an idiot too? But either way, either yeah. way. If it, if it did happen and they didn't tell Trump, right. it's up. If it if it didn't happen and they're making it up to make Trump look like it like like he's you know whatever that's fucked up. Any way you look at that story, it's fucked up. No, oh, I agree. Right, I agree. And everyone on the left is like, no, it's fine. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. If that happened to Biden, Trump. It's all fine. They can, do whatever, they can do whatever they want to Trump as as long as uh, they stay in power and you know. Right. My 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 Democrat my uh, Democrat gets to stay in in the office and be you know it's all good they can do right. whatever they want but and one day that... it gets reversed on them and then they're like wait a minute right what are you doing? like Schumer's fucking you know there's a side by side of Schumer giving a speech about the the uh, impeachments for right. Trump and then one for now for it's you know now of course he was all for for Trump we gotta <laughs> we gotta defend our democracy. And now it's like, this is a witch hunt, and this is, we shouldn't be doing this. This is a waste of our time. It's like, and a waste of our tax dollars. No, this is the time where it needs to be fucking yeah. investigated. This, and, yeah, it's actually warranted, but right. also, this is what happens when you do something, and now you're getting the fucking, you know, even if it is politically motivated, that's fine. But this is what happens when you do it on one side, and now it's being done to you. Exactly. This motherfucker needs to investigate because he really did a bunch of shit. Right, right. If if Trump did a quarter of what, um, or or if 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 one of Trump's kids did a quarter of what Hunter did, I don't even know what what would happen to him, his family, the backlash on you know President himself. It's just it's crazy that even if you look at it, if you're on the left and you just look at it from the standpoint of 
you know, this is happening. We're, you know, we're winning. We're, we're putting all this stuff on, on Trump and, and, and saying he's colluding and stuff like that. Like, how are you okay with that? Like, that's not winning an election. That's lying your way into winning an election. And, mm-hmm. and it's really not like the best person for the job. It, it's they just, don't care as long as it's not Trump. Right. They don't care. They literally don't give a shit. Oh my God. I just, so, so it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in 2024, but I know we cannot have four more years of Mr. Joe Biden in office. And it I seemed, fucking hope to God not because I mean, just what he's doing to the economy is just fucking crazy. And then getting up there in your face and telling you, Oh, it's working. We're, we're better yeah. off than we were when Trump was in office. It's like, fucking gaslighting. It's nuts. Yes. It's, it's like, nuts. Can you show me some proof of that, please? Yeah, exactly. Everything I see is not uh, is not showing that. I'm paying s- over six dollars a fucking gallon of gas now. Is that it's what it is fun. over there? Yeah. Oh wow. The premium everywhere now. It just went up. It was there's one station I've been going to. It was like five thirty one two weeks ago. It went and to five seventy one and now six oh nine in like the span of two fucking weeks. That's crazy, dude. And that's when he, you know, I think it was last week is when he banned drilling permits in Anwar. And of course, that's not a direct correlation to why the price has gone up. No, that's what that's what they try to say. But we all know how <laughs> it works. It's like supply and demand, dumbass. You cut off supply, you have more demand and fucking right. higher prices. It's like hello. Right. Yeah, actually, the same demand. It's like they think. That's and that's what's crazy about like electric cars. Like you don't drive an electric car, go ahead. But they're trying to force people into driving electric cars. Right. They don't have the power and the power grid to fucking power all these cars. Right. Didn't they trying to make everyone drive? By twenty thirty, Cali wants all the cars. Twenty thirty five. Twenty thirty five. Can't you can't buy a gasoline powered car? Isn't it? Right. It's impossible. How can you put that when our power grid is not structured for that? Like they were telling people like. During like the massive heat waves and shit, like oh, don't charge your car and run your air conditioner. Oh, that's California in a nutshell. They came out and said, yeah, we passed this legislation. You know, by 2035, you cannot buy any more gas-powered cars. You have to drive electric. The next week, heat wave. Don't charge your electric cars during uh, peak periods. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And so, if they if they were smart, they'd build nuclear power plants, and then they might be able to power those cars, but they're all against that. They think that they, they live in this fucking wonderland where they're going to have everything be powered by wind and solar. It's like, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. They spent $5 trillion over the last like 20 or 30 years on renewables. And it's only 2% of the world grid is renewables. And even and it, maybe a little bit more now, Blake, it's ridiculously small amount for $5 trillion right. investment. And most of it's now still owned by fossil fuels. So you think you're just going to stop that overnight. Right. And everything's going to be fine. Well, I heard that. Yeah, good luck. He went, uh, you know, carbon neutral, that it wouldn't put a dent in anything because of, like, all the pollution that China does all on their own. Right. Like, that country alone is enough to fucking, you know. The United States is, is, I think, responsible for about 13%. And by the way. Carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is about point point what's point zero four percent is carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Ah, I did not know. Point zero two percent, we all die. Wow. There's not enough carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to sustain plant life. 
We're at 0.04%, but we're in a we're in a climate catastrophe. Okay. <laughs> sure. That those sounds good. I know I'm not a scientist. I just I'm quoting shit that I read and it's a conspiracy right. theory. That's fine. Call it that. <laughs> Fuck off. God damn you and your conspiracies. <laughs> Jesus. I don't... mean, still, I'm all for like clean environment. I'm all for, you know, picking up your trash and fucking recycling and all that stuff. But like what they're trying to do, they're trying to use, they're trying to use climate to fucking end up locking people down or forcing them into habits that they want. And when I say they, I mean the world fucking elites, right? People that are fucking running this shit above all of us. And it's happening. So everybody's on a car that needs to be charged. And then they tell you, okay, you can't charge your car right now. It's another way to control you. Oh, absolutely. We, we can't, you can't move your cars now because they're all electric and we're telling you, no, you can't charge it now. Right. You have to shut it down right now. Oh, Crazy. that's taking away all your freedom. Absolutely. Well, on that lovely note, we're going <laughs> to audience for you guys to mull over for the following week. Uh, are we putting the shit in bullshit? I think so. <laughs> I love it. Chad, I had another fun time. We have a man. Um, audience, hope you're having a blast with us. Um, oh, I forgot to answer that call that came in. I apologize, <laughs> but I will nice. get to next next Damn week. Damn it! Uh, Who was calling? You know. Yes, but I I don't I don't want to say. I want to leave it in the air. I'll tell you afterwards. But Sorry, mystery person. Mist. Oh, that's what I'm gonna start doing. Mystery guests, where uh, <laughs> we have to guess who the person is. I like that. I have a couple of ideas for guests. Come on. Yeah, so, you're saying we'll, uh, those will be yeah. cool. Yes. So we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, it seems to be growing per show, which is always fun. And I absolutely had a blast. Don't forget every Tuesday at 1 p.m. The gracious two putting the shit in bullshit. Thanks everybody. Take it easy. Thank you, man. All right, peace out, ladies and gents. 